Hello and welcome to Pro Construction Guide series of ProCasts. This episode, we're going to provide you with some great advice on how to make money on every job. I'm John Gordon. And I'm David Dolvel. Look, thanks for joining us this week. We, uh, we're part of Pro Construction Guide mag- Magazine's regular ProCasts, and they're built exclusively for you, the professional contractor. It's the only podcast for pros hosted by pros with successful contractors as guests. You can listen to any ProCast at ProConstructionGuide.com or on iTunes. Now, the new, that you're waiting, you've been waiting, the new February-March issue is now at the Pro Desk in every single Home Depot store in the country. If you can't find the issue, ask an associate at the Pro Desk. David, there's some pretty insightful articles in this issue, like the pros and cons of using a coping or mitering uh, inside crown molding, a close look at the features and benefits of DeWalt's new framing nailer, how to paint a vaulted ceiling, and there's a great article on tips and tricks to rough-in plumbing. And when we're done, stick around, because at the end of the podcast, David and I dip into our spare parts box, and this week we're going to pull out some plumbing. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a chance to talk about a very cool toilet that saves you and your end customers lots of headaches. Nice. Hey, before we begin our conversation, we'd like to thank Pro Masonry Guide for sponsoring this podcast. All right, on with the show. In this episode, we'll be talking with successful contractor, uh, a successful contractor, about uh, how to make money on every job. Ryan Parsons was a guest for several ProCasts, including our ProCast number 33, Get Off the Truck and Make More Money, which is actually one of our most downloaded podcasts. So welcome back to the ProCast, Mr. Ryan Parsons. How are you this morning? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me back. Good. Give us a 30-second bio on Ryan Parsons for the folks who may not have been listening. All right. Well, I'm Ryan Parsons, and together with my brother Ken Parsons, uh, we are the brothers that just do gutters. We've been in business since 1999, and in 2015, we actually franchised our business model and now have six very soon-to-be seven uh, locations. Look out for you. So what are you going to be talking about uh, today, uh, Ryan, please? Well, we're going to talk about how to make money on every job, and basically narrowing it down to five ways to do this, one being pricing, two, time studies, three, budgeting and forecasting, four, rates and project scopes, and number five, probably the most important, hiring great employees. Awesome. So what's the first thing a pro who owns his own business, who wants to make money on every job, and what should he do in order to end up making money on every job? Well, this is pretty much what we had to do, and it doesn't really sound right, but you pretty much have to forget what you think you know about pricing. Hmm. Done. So everything that we know, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like you talk to contractors like, well, that should be this much a square, and that should be that much per foot, and they can just rattle off what things cost, or and that's with labor. And what we had to do is we had to really forget about what we think we knew, because what we did is if we knew our competition charged, let's just say, whatever, $5 a foot, we tried to do it a little less. And then when we realized that wasn't working, we still thought we knew what the competition was charging and tried to just get a little bit more. And it was a recipe for not making money. Hmm. So um, what is, what's the metric then? What are you... What do you do if, it's, if you're not thinking about it that way? Is it hours? Is it? 
That's it. You hit it right on the head. It, it is ours, and it took us a, a long time um, to really realize that we're, we're just selling hours. We're not selling per foot. We're selling hours. And how long does it take my guys, not my competition's guys, not the, my competition who's the owner-installer who's been doing it since he you know, was a child. I'm not, I can't compete with that guy's times necessarily. So how long does it take me to do this particular job? And also, um, what do I want to earn on that job? Or what do I need to earn? We all want to earn a million dollars on every job, but what do I need to um, earn in order to do the next job, be able to pay all my people and that kind of stuff? Well, this could be this could be the reason that I do what I do instead of what David does, because uh, you could ask my wife, but my estimations of how long it's going to take to get something done <laughs> are pretty flawed. Two weeks. <laughs> oh. oh, well, that's right. definitely a great lead into uh, the the second step. All right, what is what is that, Ryan? So once you forget what you know or you think you know, you have to do time studies because. Exactly what you just said. It's hilarious. I, my father-in-law, he was a, a builder. He can build anything. And, you know, whenever I'm doing something around the house, he's like, oh, we'll bang that out. It'll take a couple hours. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Three days later. <laughs> and it's not because he's not good at it. It's just there, we have this crazy perception. You, you know, you walk into a room. Let's say you're a painter. You, you're, I'm looking around my office right now, and a painter will go, man, I bang this out. This is one day. One day, no problem. Yeah. And they, yeah. they tell the person one day. But you forget, oh, my gosh, they get there, and they go, oh, crap, we got to move all the furniture out of the room. Oh, wow, that's a really nice floor. I better tape this off better. And before you know it, we all forgot about all the prep, how long it takes to set up the job, yeah. all that stuff. And before you know it, we're telling the person, I'm sorry, i I got to come back tomorrow. Yeah, I think – I think part of the challenge of a really good contractor is he or she can visualize the end product. It's like, oh, this is what's going to do. And they know that they're going to get from where they are to that end project. And as you say, because they know it so well, you kind of forget everything yeah. that it takes is, to get there. Yeah, I get it. I, get I, it. I, I heard a guy once tell me that he was estimating he was estimating with a 25-year-old mind but a 55-year-old body. <laughs> <laughs> I really oh, like that. That's good because we all know. So what happens is, turns out, you go out there, the person changes their mind on the color a bunch of times, you go out to their house a few more times after you gave them the price for the one day, and then before you know it, you got an extra 10 hours into a job you thought mm -hmm. was going to be one day. Yeah, And it. it happens over and over again. And I don't know why we keep doing it, but eventually we did the same thing. So um, I, the, anything I'm sharing today is pretty much from terrible mistakes we've made and eventually learned from. So what we did is we actually, there's two ways to do time studies. You look at the jobs you did, and that'll give you an idea. So if you just did a kitchen remodel, you can go back and look through the hours if you kept good records, and you might get a decent idea. All right, this is how many people, or this is how many hours it took, this is when we started, and this is what we charged. And you might get an idea, but until we actually literally went to jobs with basically a, a time clicker in our hand, you want to you wanna actually, we timed. How long does it take to set up? How long does it take on average to talk to the client when you first are starting a project? How long does it take to, to dismantle the job and clean up? So we timed things around the job. We timed how long does it take to remove a gutter system, 
how long does it take to put it up? Not just one task, because then we could use these metrics for different types of jobs. And we finally came up with pricing that was like awesome, and we cont- and we started to make the right amount of money on every job. So, um, as far as if you're a remodeler or something, I know like my buddy, he's ridiculous about this stuff. He knows how long it t- takes to set tile, how long it takes to do cabinets. He's got all these time studies that he's done, and now it's just copy and paste when he does jobs. He doesn't have to reinvent the book every time, wow. and it's always different than we think. You, you yeah. look at it, and when that number comes out, based on all your time frames, you go, no, that's not a seven-hour job. There's no way. I could do that in two hours. Well, I, maybe you could, but your guys can't. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and, hey, I know where you're at, 31 years in business, and I still miss it a lot. So you're right. You did, we need to pay more attention to that. So, so, Ryan, what are some other things that owners of companies should, should look at in order to always make a profit? Well, I think you do have to budget, and you got to forecast this kind of stuff. So I kind of laid the groundwork on a a job that you did. So if you charged $1,000 for a job and it took you 10 hours, you divide it, and now you have your revenue per hour that you actually earned, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But what you want to do in a budget is you basically, you're you're, you're trying to figure out how can I have money left over and enough to do the things that I want to do in my business. And a lot of people get caught up with, well, what's a good gross profit? What's a good net? It all depends on your business model. It really does. A good net could be 2% in a company that does $100 million. Yeah. Um, but, you know, most of us that are doing, you know, normal amounts of, of income, that could be different. So basically, when you do a job, how much did the material cost? How much did the labor cost, including burden and workman's comp? Did you have subs? How much did that cost? Did you have to rent any? Basically, the cost of goods sold. What did it cost you to do that job? So if you charged $1,000 to do the job and you had 500 left over after paying the people and the things and the materials for it, that's a 50% gross profit. And now you're hoping that after you pay your rent and your um, other stuff, like um, help me out here, guys, I'm drawing a blank, <laughs> your overhead, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, your, yeah. your people, you're hoping to at least have 10% left over. And the way I simply think about it, and maybe accountants will yell at me, is like that's kind of what goes in your savings account. Right. And it's pretty crazy. And, and customers all think we're making tons of money, but on a $10,000 job, I'm hoping that $1,000 I can put into the savings account so my business can continue to be in business someday. And on a $1,000 job, I'm hoping that there's $100 left over after everything is paid. So we have to at least be doing some sort of budgeting and forecasting so that we're not just, you know, when we give a client a quote and we took all this time and we say, hey, it's going to be $17,000. And they're like, I got a price for 14 If you can match it, it's yours. And you go, mm, fine. And yeah. you match it. And now yeah. you just lost all your profit. You just shot it, yeah. You shot it because you wanted the job. And now you start going, well, we could probably do it a little quicker. If I do this, and now you start you know, what could we do to maybe get the time down? And that's not the way you make money on every job. Right. Okay. Say, before we continue our conversation with Ryan, uh, here's a message from our sponsor. The new Pro Masonry Guide is a proud sponsor of this procast. If you're a residential or commercial mason, tender or often do uh, brick or stonework, then the Pro Masonry Guide is for you. The website 
email newsletters, and magazine focused on best practices on the job site, alerts about new tools and products for the masonry industry, and they uh, keep you current on building codes and the development and education of new masons. Go to promasonryguide.com and check out the informative articles and sign up for a free subscription to the magazine and email newsletters. If you subscribe before April 1st, your name will be entered in a drawing for a $500 Visa gift card. Who couldn't use an extra $500? So check out ProMasonryGuide.com today and subscribe. Of course, you know that excludes us, John. Of course. All right. Well, and I'm okay with that. Uh, me too. All right. Hey, Ryan, what, what are the things a pro should uh, specifically know about pricing a job? All right. So the way that you're going to get to the right price and is by having an impeccable scope. So when you properly scope a project and you don't just, you know, sit there and give them a price on the spot for some of these bigger things. For gutters, I can give a price on the spot. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a remodel or a kitchen or something that's going to be many days and you're, you go back and you take the time to think of every little item that you're going to need and you put it in the scope. When you have an impeccable scope, it not only helps you really truly imagine every part of the job down to like how many boxes of screws am I going to need? You know, it was, it, it was six uh, recessed lighting pieces. What lighting? I didn't ask him what lighting. It automatically, yeah. now you have all these questions and you're going to be able to way before the project answer all those. And what's great is it brings the questions back to the client. And when you start doing impeccable scopes, you start adding a value you, you know, and I wrote something down, um, there's no room for value if you compete on price. Right. So if you're competing on price, you don't have time to go back. I only charged them five grand. I can't go back and spend hours on this scope. Yet you'll give all those hours away because you didn't. So take the time, do great scopes. And this might surprise people. And maybe on a future uh, podcast, you can get my buddy Brian Altman from DBS Remodel. He gets paid to provide Quotes, sure. proper quotes. Yeah. You yeah. know, estimates are free. Okay, this is a kitchen, I don't know, anywhere between 20 and 50 grand. That's an estimate. But if somebody wants a proper cost analysis, you have to, like, go back and spend hours, and you should be getting paid for that time and your expertise. And it protects you as the contractor, and it protects the, the person, especially when you come in and they go, you know what, I really, you know, I was thinking that um, it was going to be granite. Oh, no, if you come back, remember, we signed off and you, you picked Corian or you picked this. Oh, okay. It takes all that out rather mm-hmm. than a silly scope that says, you know, new countertop and tile and furnishing of the cabinets. Sure. Like that's what I've seen scopes like. What kind of cabinets, what kind of tile, all that stuff. So um, now you're truly getting into the hours of the project. When you're doing all that scoping, you're not selling by the unit. Um, because it doesn't scale well. Just for, for gutters and roofing and things like that are typically can be done by the foot or the square, pricing doesn't scale. If I did the same ranch-style house every day, all right, great. I can charge, let's say, $8 a foot, and I can make right. my 50% gross profit. But if I get a complex and they need you know, 100 or whatever, say 50 buildings done, and I use that same metric, I'm, I'm going to be at like 90% gross profit because of the efficiencies that you find in a project like that. I can get the material cheaper. I might find that I can make 50% gross profit at $5 a foot when it starts to scale. So that's why the scopes matter. Scope and scale. Got it. Now, there was one that you caught my attention. It was the last one that you said of the five steps, um, and and it seemed pretty important to me. What is that last step, Ryan? 
Hiring great people. That is hands down. We do such bad math as business owners. Every time we need to hire, we think, oh my gosh, I can't afford $800 a week. But if you're paying a guy, let's say $20 an hour, and he's earning you $100 an hour, is he really costing you any money? Right. Not at all. So as long as you have the work and you're charging for the hours that you are selling and guys are working it, then there you go. So then we get caught up in a guy wants 20 bucks an hour and we're like, oh, I'll give you 14. And he doesn't take the job. And then we find a guy that'll take it for 10 or 12 um, or whatever it is. And we pay this lower rate because we're afraid that we're not going to be able to afford it. Yet these guys can't compete at the prices that we want to charge. When you get that guy and you're paying them more dollars per hour and they're worth it, they're going to they're going to increase your revenue and your productivity so that job that used to take you 8 hours with the lower paid not so talented guys that would show up once in a while, now that guy's busting it out in half the time and saying I need more work. Now all of a sudden you go from having oh I got I, I got all this backlog and I I can't get it done to going oh my gosh, this guy's chewing through the work so fast. I got to go find more. Yeah. So it yeah. really, you got to hire right, and it you can pay guys. You can afford it if you're charging correctly because you don't even have to change the price. And I've seen it because we have six locations now. Um, I saw one location, they were charging like the regular price that everyone else is kind of charging per foot or per hour, and they were just, they couldn't do it. They were like losing money on every job because they didn't have good installers. The moment they got the their their field sorted out, they were making way too much money at that price where they couldn't make it, you know, a week prior, a week earlier. Now a week prior, they're like, oh my gosh, I can actually lower my pricing and still hit my gross profit. So the talent that you have will totally affect what you can charge and how much you can profit on each job. Very good. Very good. So, so a bunch of pros listening. We always try to wrap this up in some of the key points that you want our listeners to take away, Ryan, what would that be? Definitely forget what you think you know about pricing. Two, do time studies. Get crazy. Be a nerd about it. Measure everything. Three, budget and forecasting. Four, you're selling hours and not units and have an impeccable scope. And five, the most important, hire the best help. Awesome. Awesome. Ryan, thank you so much for your time and for your expertise and sharing it with us. Folks, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Ryan's company and its services, visit brothersgutters.com. That's brothersgutters.com. And now we're going to dive into the spare parts box, John and Dave's spare parts box, and pull out uh, our favorite spare part for this week. And, David, I, we get a little goofier. I don't know if it's goofy. We just kind of stretch the limits, I think, uh, sometimes when we do this because I want to pull out of the spare parts box this week. Um, a Mansfield No Overflow Toilet. And check it out. We don't have time to go through it all here. This is not a paid political commercial, but it's a great product. It prevents overflows, saves headaches for you and for your clients. Uh, some pretty cool things. So uh, check it out. That's in. It's on our favorite. Uh, it's on our favorites box this week. Listen to us now. If you'd like what you heard today, check us out on iTunes. Tell a friend about the Procast on iTunes. And proconstructionguide.com. 
Hey, if you haven't gotten your copy of the latest Pro Construction Guide magazine, visit the Home Depot closest to you. They'll have copies at the Pro Desk. Or go to ProConstructionGuide.com to read the digital issue. That's how I do it. If you've got some feedback for us, give us a call at 866-647-2346. Leave a message. We really do want to hear your thoughts. We'll see you in our next episode of Pro Construction Guide Magazine's ProCast Podcasts. We hope you'll make us a valuable tool in your toolbox.